Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer, and welcome to, just a second, I got to move you guys over because otherwise it looks like I'm looking away from you, and I don't want to look away from you. I'm Rick Dancer, welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer, live from Livingston, Montana, and from Eugene and Springfield, Oregon, as you'll see in a minute. Kim Stark's going to be joining us tonight, just because she's cute. <laughs> and she's got an interview with Andre Royal. You guys know Chef Andre, don't you? Yes, he does many things around town. Author, um, author, chef. Um, and then he also does this really cool walk for narcolepsy. Um, and he, I think you are, aren't you? Nod your head. You're narcoleptic, aren't you? You, don't, you have sleep issues, right? Yes, he does. And there's a lot of people that have, he has very severe sleep issues, but there's people that have sleep issues like me, like other people, except I do have a, a secret cure for mine, but I can't talk about it because Dr. Bratley gave it to me. And that's for another story, but it works like a dream. Something I put in my mouth, that's all I can tell you. And I sleep not always through the night, but I don't snore anymore. It stopped my snoring, but I'll leave that all to you going, hmm, what is Mr. Dancer talking about? And yes, my beard is getting bigger. Tomorrow I go to the barber in Bozeman, same barber I went to last time, but I'm gonna let this thing grow out a little bit more. As you'll see, Dr. Bratlin's growing his out tonight too. Bill London is back tonight. And um, he said in his copy to me that I look scruffy. Give me a break. I'm in flannel. I got to work late today. And that's what you get. So he put on a hat, but he's got all the news that you want to hear. Um, our show is sponsored by Chris Dental uh, Dentistry, uh, where everybody is welcome. Also, Albert Taylor, um, where endless possibilities exist. And Albert Taylor is a wonderful organization that works with people with different abilities in our community, whether they're housed in their houses. They have like 16 different houses that they use. Uh, they also have people that are on their own, but they have folks from the agency that go in and help and do maybe laundry or their bills and make sure their groceries are right, that kind of thing, so they can live on their own and be independent, as independent as they can be. Uh, it's a great job. In fact, we've, we've helped them. The reason they're doing the sponsorship is because so we'll talk about them. And they've had several new employees come from people like you watching this who are tired of your life, you're tired of the stupid job that you have and you wanna do something meaningful and working with people with different abilities is one of the most meaningful things you can do. So they're one of our other sponsors. And then Roser Real Estate, okay? So Derek Roser and, uh, and Casey are over there at their agency and I gotta show you something. So here's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a realtor. I told them, you know what you should do? Every week you should give me a different house and I can plug it for you. So look at this. This is um, out in um, Junction City. It's a three bedroom, two bath, 3,291 square feet on two acres. And it's 69.9. It's almost just, just under $700,000. You will not find that house in Montana. Trust me, <laughs> I am looking for houses in that price range. Um, you can live on a homestead dream. It's two acres, charming, expanded 1940s farmhouse, nearly 3,300 square feet of living space, updated kitchen, private owner's wing, and an ensuite bath. Opportunity for this home or business addition, you can put an ADU in the back of it. It's serene, it's beautiful, animals and stalls and all kinds of stuff. Let me, I got one more picture for you. Look at this property, it's huge. So this is out in Junction City and Derek Roser Real Estate Group is, is trying to sell this property. And so if you have any questions, 
you can contact Derek and his phone number is coming up on that little ticker tape that goes under the bottom. You'll find his contact information right there. If you're looking for some acreage in Junction City in the country, uh, he is your man. So let's get this show started. Uh, we're going to talk with Dr. Bratlin tonight about um, why he screams and um, <laughs> and and why he's not afraid to take a stand for things he believes in. And I think you're going to really enjoy that. We'll get the whole show rolling. Here is the open. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and this is the look you get when you live an hour away from work and you realize you have to be on the air in an hour and 15 minutes. Hi. All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following. Propelled by surging gas, food, and housing costs, Consumer inflation jumped 7.9% over the past year. That is the sharpest spike since 1982 and likely only a harbinger of even worse things to come. The increase reported by the Labor Department today reflected the 12 months ending in February and didn't include most of the oil and gas price increases that followed Russia's invasion of the Ukraine on February 24th. Since then, the average gas price nationally has jumped 62 Two cents a gallon to 4.32. Even before the war further accelerated price increases, persistent supply shortages had sent U.S. consumer inflation to its highest level in about four decades. What's more, housing costs, which make up about a third of the government's consumer price index, have risen sharply, a trend that's unlikely to reverse anytime soon. From January to February, nearly every category of goods and services got pricier. Groceries jumped 1.4%, the sharpest one-month increase since 1990, other than during a pandemic-induced price surge two years ago. The cost of fruits and vegetables rose 2.3%, the largest monthly increase since 2010. Gas prices, again, this doesn't include what happened in the Ukraine, spiked 6.6%, clothing 0.7%. And for the 12 months ending in February, grocery prices have been up 8.6%. That is the biggest year-over-year -year increase since 1981. Gas prices are up a whopping 38%. And housing costs have risen 4.7%, the largest yearly jump since 91. And if gas prices remain near their current levels... Eric Winograd, a senior economist and asset manager for Alliance Bernstein, estimates inflation could reach as high as 9% in March or April. So I have an idea, and you can all do this with me. Hi, hand. Hi, ankle. Get to know each other. Radical environmentalist groups that object to the expansion of Northwest Natural Gas's local distribution system 
which is a, an issue that you can say is increasing in attention, is going to get a chance to raise that matter in the investor-owned utilities current rate case. An administrative judge on Wednesday granted the groups a formal role in the Public Utility Commission's consideration of Northwest Natural's rate hike request with none of the limitations the company had sought. Those involved groups are, and these are all radical environmental groups, Climate Solutions, Verde, Columbia River Keepers, the Oregon Environmental Council, Community Energy Project, and the Sierra Club. In a February filing, they said they were troubled by Northwest Natural's proposed rate increase and, quote, concerned with the significant capital expenditures proposed by Northwest Natural that would continue to build out fossil fuel infrastructure during the climate crisis. Northwest Natural asked the commission to rule the matter outside of the bounds of the rate case, arguing that Northwest Natural's infrastructure is critical to serving its customers both now and in the future as the company seeks to add renewable fuels to its supply consistent with the company's voluntary carbon savings goals and its vision of a carbon neutral energy system by 2050. And the PUC is going to be hearing public testimony in that rate case starting about an hour away from now. Well, you may not have heard about this. Maybe you did. The chair of the Oregon Republican Party is stepping down. State Senator Dallas Hurd, a Republican from Roseburg, told the party in a letter he's leaving tomorrow due to, quote, communist psychological warfare tactics that he's believed that are being used to, quote, destroy anyone of true character. Heard, who was kicked out of the Oregon State Senate because, well, he wouldn't wear a mask, is still going to be holding on to his legislative seat. Heard's letter encouraged his party colleagues to guard their hearts against the wickedness, his words, that exists within the Republican Party. His letter didn't name anybody specifically, but he did mention that there was someone within the party deploying tactics that have harmed him both physically and spiritually. He wrote that he can no longer survive exposure to the toxicity that can be found in this community. Party Vice Chair Herman Bartscheiger says he's going to step into the role of acting chair until Hurd's replaced because apparently, well, he can survive the toxicity. And this is why Republicans in this state can't get anything done. Just saying. Former Judge Vance Day, who was reviled and run through the ringer by progressives, has filed to run against incumbent Darlene Ortega for the Oregon Court of Appeals Position 3. Vance Day, who was appointed by Governor Kitzhaber, is a well-known traditional constitutionalist who faced backlash from the liberal community in a series of what turned out to be false allegations made headlines with charges falling apart during the start of a trial. All the charges were dropped. Vance Day is also known as the veterans advocate in Oregon. He actually helped one of Oregon's own band of brothers heroes, Don Malarkey, conduct a national tour and share his unique story. This is a local Springfield story, but it brings to light two serious problems that we have here in Oregon. And that has to do with that just horrific case in Springfield. And Springfield police now confirmed that a 28-year-old woman 
is believed to have died of an overdose in this heartbreaking case. The woman died several days before authorities discovered her body. That happened on Monday, along with her severely dehydrated and malnourished but barely alive six-month-old son in a hotel room Monday night. Now, police are saying along with the woman's body, they found drugs. They also found the little six-month-year-old boy virtually unresponsive in a stroller. The boy had been there for more than a day, according to a police spokesman, and more likely two, three, or possibly four days. The boy was suffering from dehydration, malnourishment, and a severe diaper rash and was rushed to Sacred Heart Medical Center at Riverbend and then transferred to Dornbecker Children's Hospital in Portland. The good news is that family members say they may be taking the little boy home this week. And while police credit DHS for alerting them to do a wellness check, family members say they had contacted DHS days before the discovery, once again pointing to another Oregon DHS failure. DHS has consistently failed to protect children over the course of the last decade. And while the legislature has said that they're addressing the problem, here's another example that's not even a week old of one of those failures. Police say that they found non-criminal amounts of heroin in the hotel room, which is just another example of Measure 110 at work. Since the decriminalization of hard street drugs through Measure 110, overdose deaths due to meth, heroin, and fentanyl have increased. And while 110 was supposed to get users into treatment, it hasn't. And we have covered this numerous times here on this show. Currently, police say they're going to try to find the person who sold the mother the drugs. Oregon's legislative leaders unveiled a plan to address homelessness last month and stressed it's not just Portland or even an urban problem. And it turns out, according to a recent survey, most Oregon residents, regardless of their zip code, want local leaders to respond to homelessness and make it their number one priority. Three quarters of Multnomah County residents and other urban Oregonians say that it is urgent for leaders in their communities to do something about homelessness and make it their top priority. That according to a recent survey from Oregon Values and Beliefs Center. But even in rural and suburban areas, about 60% of Oregon residents surveyed identified homelessness as a top high priority project. And most Oregonians correctly identified mental illness and substance abuse as the top reasons as to why people become homeless. And finally, the Washington Senate looks like it's going to pass a bill that takes a major step towards replacing the interstate bridge in Portland, the Columbia River crossing, so to speak. Lawmakers committing a billion dollars in Washington to the project. The rest of the funding would have to come from Oregon and the feds, and it's unclear if or even when Oregon lawmakers would vote on this side of the river for funding. Watch the fun unfold. All right, with that, Rick, open up a big old can of real, a real can of real, a really big can of realness, Rick. Do you guys know how hard Bill works? I mean, not only does he do this for us, but then he's investigating and doing real reporting. I mean, like what we used to do at KZI like um, 15 years ago. 
and he's still doing that kind of thing. Um, he's an amazing guy. Um, one other comment on the um, heroin thing. All you have to do is go ask homeless people living under the bridge in Eugene um, why they come to Eugene and Portland and Oregon. And they'll tell you it's because they get free medical care. They That law that now makes it so it's not illegal now to have certain amounts of heroin and other drugs, which everybody in the country thinks is crazy. People look at me and that's the first thing they ask. What, you guys are the ones that legalize all those drugs, right? And so we're, we, we, we need to start thinking when we're voting. What are we voting on? Not what that sounds good, what, not what tickles my fancy, not what makes me happy, makes me feel like I'm caring about people. What is it really doing to people? And now Bill has that sad, sad story of that mom and that kid. Um, and that's tragic. That's the things we never talk about. Is that on the news that they're talking about that and how they No, they'll find some other reason to blame it for rather than what you voted for. What you vote matters. And you don't see homelessness in Montana. It's too cold. What you do see in Montana is a lack of affordable housing. We need to start looking at real issues in the state and in my state and every state and figure out what the hell we're doing. There. That's all my that's all I wanted to say tonight. Ah, Kim, I feel so much better. Yeah. I, <laughs> Actually, I was just reading about that story today. So yeah, it makes me sick when we hear we and, and, and people will stick up for it still. They'll still stick up for this stupid law that's doing ridiculous things. It's awful. And, and I know. And and we don't think. It's like, good Lord, think beyond what makes you tickles your bunions or whatever the hell it is. So <laughs> one of our big, I, you know why I'm in the mood I am? Because we're bringing Dr. Bratlin on. And he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, that's right. Let's hear he what he has to say. He makes me like this. He makes it happen. Of course, now everybody's loving that. Um, <laughs> hey, um, Chef Andre, I just want to warn you. There's a ton of people on here talking about lack of sleep. So okay. you're going to be, they're going to be loving that. So let's bring Dr. Bratlin on. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. There's, there's Kimmy. Kim, say, say hi to the doctor. Hello, doctor, with his glasses. Right. <laughs> so, Michael, you kind of let me, let me play this this little clip I put together. Oh, You've good. really come out from the beginning of just really blasting what you believe and what you think. And let me play this. And that's what we're going to talk to you about. But let me play this for you. This is Dr. Michael Bradley from Chris Dental. For all those of you that sat back and did nothing while our civil liberties were taken away from us the last two years, shame on you. Shame on you for not fighting for our kids to be back in school and not having to wear masks. Shame on you for buying into political science, not actual science. For all those who did nothing next time, and there will be a next time, don't be complacent. Actually fight back. Wow. So that's your new ad airing on KPNW. <laughs> and... Uh, when I played that, I set it up because uh, Dr. Brown was talking about maybe putting that on Lars Larson. And I, I sent that to Lars and he aired it that day on the show and talked about how gutsy Dr. Bratlin was. But you've, you've kind of come out on this like from the very beginning and, 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 and it hasn't been easy. No, not at all. Uh, when we put our billboard up that weekend, my sign got ripped down. So and we've got a lot of hate email. I actually like my hate email. Like, I think it bothers you more than it does me, Rick. But I feel like it. That's because they target me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we put that billboard up with Christy Kilcullen, um, whose husband, Chris, was murdered by um, a traffic, someone he stopped in a traffic stop who was mentally ill. And then you and me, and it was like, it just blew up. 
And I still have people say to me, thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure hate it on other positions. It's really interesting, though. Have you seen that, this kind of lack of uh, tolerance on people, like when you have a different idea? Wait, in Eugene? No. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny because, yeah. But I have a lot of – actually, I see more of the positive. I have a lot of people that come in that actually support, like, like support me and they've, they've left messages and said, Hey, how can I help? We love, you know, some people say, Hey, I already have a dentist, but, um, but I love your messaging. Uh, uh, and my messaging just, you know, sometimes like the other day I was sitting in the parking lot at Costco and I got fired up when I ran that ad and uh, I cut that commercial literally in the parking lot of, of Costco. Because I wrote it real quick, no, and, I fired up, and I was pissed, and I'm like, "Shame on you!" <laughs> uh, but uh, so no, I, I hear the more positives. Um, um, uh, there's a lot of people that actually support me that say they wish they could say the same thing. I'm like, "Why don't you? Who cares?" Like, like I, I just don't get why people don't stand up for some of the stuff. And now those things are coming out. Now people are saying, "Oh, actually, masks may not have made a difference," or. Oh, it doesn't matter if they were um, taking t all these tests to see if it's still spread. So it's funny how things kind of work that way. So we, <laughs> you spoke but your mind you, as a doctor. <laughs> but you don't hear that much about that side of it. The, the media is kind of quiet. And the, uh, the, the big, strong supporters who were screaming at us, mm -hmm. now as this information comes out, it's, well, well you know, and, and it's, it's kind of like what happened with the, when the spotted owl was discovered that it was the barred owl. And not yeah. the spotted owl. Yeah. Um, I think we had on the KUZI. I think we had a veal bite about the barred a owl. A little tiny snippet. Mm -hmm. After five or ten years of just beating that owl to death, and we right. came back. Oh, never mind. It was the barred mm -hmm. owl. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, a lot of Rick. A lot of this information has been out from day one. Like, it, like right away. Like, and it it doesn't take brain science to actually look at the data and the, and to look at it and go, you know, like I'm all for research and i and i think medicine's always been a give and take and you 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 make rules and then you find out those don't work like at the very beginning i was very into masks because i'm like oh i was actually i remember having a i had a phone call with a politician in the state of oregon and i'm like why don't we just mandate like from the beginning why don't we just mandate masks and live our lives instead of closing down and then they're like no kate brown and i wouldn't go for that uh we're not going to mandate masks and then because i was thinking masks from the get-go because i thought you know it sounded like it actually worked and then, uh, and then, uh, pretty soon it started showing it didn't, it didn't make a difference. Like, and, and I'm all for, I think if everybody wore a not N95 mask and they wore it properly and they changed right. them out, you know, the research you got to change them out quite frequently, frequently, but we can't do it. We don't live in a society like that. So we have to look at places like Idaho or, or Florida or Texas that don't have the mask. And like, like we have to be able to change and be open-minded. And I think that's good medicine, but we kind of didn't do good medicine for the last couple of years. So Michael, when you see people that say to you, like, um, thank you for standing up. Um, yeah. I, I wish I could do that. What do you, what, what, what is your response to that? Well, I tell them anybody can do it. I'm not like that brave of a person. I, and I'm not like, I, it's funny because I think if I lived in Texas or Florida, I'd be like every, every other Joe. Um, and I, I have a lot, a lot online, like my dental license, my business, or, you know, I've lost one patient for every 10 I've gotten. Uh, uh, and I'm not afraid to lose people because I'm really open-minded. I, I, I'm not like I'm not anti-vax. I actually think that for the right population, you should get it. But when you show that no kids are really dying of this, I'm like, uh, I got a problem. Like, let's use it. I thought at the beginning we use we just we weren't using our minds. We weren't we weren't being objective and uh, subjective. 
um, and, and looking at facts. We just kind of all went one way, especially in Oregon. And that was now everybody's starting to make fun. You Saturday Night Live is starting to make jokes. You're starting to see stuff and it's starting to be like, OK, now I think what's going to happen a year from now, everybody's going to pretend as if they were kind of cautious and they didn't believe everything. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's like I from the get go, like from get go, Rick, you were telling me from sometimes like you, you, I throw out a commercial and you're like, no, don't say that. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm doing it. Like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Even this one, I said, Michael, I think shame might be a little, a little tough. <laughs> and Michael's like, nope, I want to do it. Now you have listened. There've been times when I said, what if you worded it this way? Yeah. But what I love about you is you just come out and that's what we, that used to be an American value. Yeah. To let people speak their mind and not cancel them simply because yeah. their idea was different than yours. And, and I hope people in Oregon can find that again, because I have a young man, um, I'm not going to use names or anything, but he works at a school and he still has, he can't go on the, into his job. And I want, I'm not going to be real obscure about this because somebody would figure out who it is. He can't go into his job. He can sit and watch, but he can't go into that because he wasn't vaccinated. It's over, damn it. It's over. Did you see the airlines are now rehiring people that they fired for not that getting they fired? Yeah, exactly. When in the hell is what's the, what's the state going to do to all of our friends and nurses that were fired and all the people that were fired because they didn't get vaxxed and now That's, it doesn't matter? Yep, exactly. That's what I'd like to know. It was a fear can talk about it because you got canceled. Remember, Kim, how we all got canceled a few yeah. uh, three months ago? Unbelievable. So what, what do you think, what's your biggest concern moving forward, Michael? Like from Saturday is the well, magic day when everybody gets to take their masks off finally. Yeah, is but th this is really not over. We're going to see that this is only a temporary pause. We're going to see, uh, you know, it's really funny. Uh, if you look at the real data, our COVID uh, outbreak right now is pretty high. It's actually is higher than it was when Kate Brown went into lock lockdown the second time with the mask. But they've rechanged the, the numbers, uh, and they make they, it's it's not politically correct anymore. It's not it, it, it was hurting poll numbers. So there's a lot of COVID out there, but what we're seeing is it didn't make a difference whether we wore masks, not you know and. Uh, so I think what's going to happen, what I'm afraid is going to happen and come fall after the elections, we're going to see a spike again. We will see spikes every year because right. it's a virus. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. and so I, I'm afraid that after the election, we will go into, hey, we got to wear masks again. And what, for what reason? Like I am really into if, we're, if we, there was something that really worked, I would say yes. But when you look at areas and there's places in Tennessee where two school districts, one wore a mask, one did it. There was no difference in outbreak in COVID at all. You got to open your eyes and go, OK, guess what? Maybe the mask didn't make a difference. And let's be real. Like I have high school kids, middle school. They, they wear their masks like improperly and then they go get in a car together without a mask. Yeah. And, and they're all commingling. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's not. It's 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 it, it wasn't working, especially in high school. I, I think the biggest problem with the whole thing was consistency, and it yeah. was like the times mm -hmm. I heard people say follow the science, and then they didn't follow the science, and then I wasn't following the science. <laughs> they said because it wasn't their science that was changing, and I know science mm -hmm. changes, but the not that drastically. So for those of us who think for ourselves and we have critical thinking skills that we develop on a regular basis and we try not to act on our feelings, but instead we take feelings and, and intelligence and we mix them together and blend it. Um, 
that we, we'd say something's not right about this. And then it was like, but shut up. Uh, and I think what yeah, the problem they're going to have is hopefully people go to the voters box and they, and they cast a vote and say, okay, I'm not doing that again. And they think about who they're voting for. Don't just vote R or D or whatever, but go find people that you know will listen to you. And then secondly, I think once you've screwed people and you've fooled them, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I think people, your shame commercial is going to ring true for people because it's like, if you let this happen again, it's on you. Yeah. By the way, that was my PG version. So when you said, I thought it was pretty hard. I actually started out a lot worse. And then I'm like, okay. I'll, In the Costco I'll, parking I'll, lot. I'll, I'll tone it down a little bit. And now people walking by, what is he doing yelling at the yeah. phone? If, if you ever see Dr. Bratlin in his truck screaming at something, now walk they know. By, don't worry. He's just cutting one of our commercials. He's just doing a commercial <laughs> screaming in his car. Yeah, hey, Dr. Bratlin, thanks for being with us tonight. I yeah. appreciate you. I appreciate your support. You. And uh, yeah. thanks for having the balls to do what you do. Thank you. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> All right, Kim. Now you got okay. another great interview. And I'm going to let you just take – I'm going to go oh. – Okay. First, I'm going to be here while you introduce him because I love this man. Okay. Hey, I know. Uh, Rick already knows him. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's get him to unmute and join us. Andre, Chef Andre. I love that you put the title on there. <laughs> he, and he is a really good chef. I mean, I, I, I can attest for his food. It's very good. I bet. Andre, I'm going to let Kim talk to you about what's going on. I'm going to go share this around for people. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Yep. And you've had comments on here, Andre, too. Like Rick just said, people are asking about narcolepsy and wanting to know about it. And um, oh, hopefully we didn't lose him. Um, so we have, uh, hopefully he didn't cut out, but we have an event coming up on Sunday. There you are on Sunday at Alton Baker Park. And how many years have you been doing this before we talk about it? I've been putting on this event for five years. This Well, this is the fifth year coming up. Um, okay. So great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I have not been a, a part of this event. I'm sad to say, and it looks like it's a lot of fun. So it's on March 13th. Um, tell us a little bit about why you started this. I know it's a personal effort for you. Um, yeah. So I moved up here and I got diagnosed myself and uh, part of the process, um, of discovering, I, had narcolepsy myself was uh, trying to find help and support um, services between California and Oregon. And I literally got the runaround. And so it was um, discovering there was a need and then just trying to do my part in helping to fill that need. And I wanted to do um, some awareness raising and I wanted to do it in a non-clinical setting and um, utilize things people are already supportive of. And so I figured track town USA, why not do a, uh, 5k race and, um, bring some attention to something that was near and dear to me. And it just affects the community at large. Like sleep is so important. Um, and it's under supported for a lot of different reasons, but, um, you know, we need to make it a prime priority for the community as a whole, you know, no matter yeah, the profession. Yeah. It's it transcends vocation. It's a quality of life issue. It is a quality of life. Are you are, are do you still have issues or have you found something that works for you? Um, I do. Um, I do have some issues. But uh, what I what I found was, you know, there were, wasn't a whole lot of options. You know, I, I needed to make some lifestyle changes. And um, I I definitely had to learn the hard way. 
um, that wasn't always a good fit for certain employers and things like that. And so these are realities that, you know, a lot of people are facing. And um, I couldn't I couldn't just turn a blind eye to my own experience and the consideration that, you know, other people are suffering for different reasons. And uh, it's just not on the radar. There isn't enough people to care. Like it's a rare disease, but it's not a rare problem. Right, right. And Rick's asking, do you have sleep issues still? Yeah, Rick wants to know if other people do. Yeah, I think we're all, we're all losing a little bit of sleep right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's right. It didn't get any better with what we're going through. Um, so tell us, are you still looking for um, getting the word? We want to help you spread the word. Still more people to come and join and walk on Sunday. And what can they expect out there? Yeah. So um, funny thing, uh, Governor Kate Brown signed a proclamation. So Saturday is Suddenly Sleepy Saturday. It's officially throughout the state of Oregon, but as news travels slowly, we uh, decided to do our event on Sunday so people have the possibility of learning more about not only the issue, but the event that we have the following day after everyone's losing an hour of sleep coinciding with the time change. So that's why we do this every year coinciding with the time change so it's on everyone's radar. So Suddenly Sleepy Saturday is just the proclamation was signed in Suddenly Sleepy Sunday, I mean, excuse me, Suddenly Sleepy, the Suddenly Sleepy Sleepwalk, it's a tongue twister, <laughs> that um, is. is on Sunday. It gives people a chance to kind of find out about it and then really get together and uh, learn what kind of resources and education are out there in a, a real world setting and um, support each other in a non-clinical setting. So, yes, it's yeah. nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I hope you guys have decent weather. I know you'll do it hey, rain or shine. <laughs> oh, you have some you have some fans yeah. out there. This is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my slogan has been community not canceled um, all throughout the mm -hmm. pandemic and everything else, because, yeah. uh, you know, community is important. There are some things you can't do virtually. And, um, you know, we need to be able to get together as a, a basic freedom of expression and a right. And, um, you know, some things get distorted, you know, uh, over the internet and everything else, but people need to look each other in the eye and be honest and, uh, share, share what works and share what they're trying. And, um, you know, just get back to being a community. Yep. And getting outside, getting fresh air, all of that good stuff. That so actually, you made a comment. You're recouping after COVID-19 from lung congestion, difficulty sleeping. You really should contact Matt McCarl over at New Leaf Hyperbaric. They have a great success with the fog that goes along with COVID by going mm -hmm. into the hyperbaric chamber. And I mean, super good. And, and nationally, you can look at statistics and it's showing that it proves that it works. But Matt says they're seeing a lot of people coming in, just having that fog and doing exactly what you're doing and getting that oxygen in there. You could really benefit so it's New Leaf Hyperbarics and or, excuse me and Wellness Center. Um, just put in New Leaf Hyperbarics Eugene, and it'll pop up and call him and talk with him about that. Yes, oxygen. So thank you. Andre, so you do. It has a children's book. I know. I, I know we're supposed to be talking about this, but how's the children's book going? <laughs> um, great. We have two of them actually. The second book is little big bear and it's based off of well the mascot for the 5k race is based off of the book um so it's about a bear with sleeping issues and the books are going great we're developing curriculum and it's just a fun way to kind of bring up the conversation if you want to but other than that it's just a cool story and we've been in several schools and school districts we're in talks with some movie folks and um Things are going great. We just need to, you know, make it happen. It's an eventuality more than just a possibility now. So 
Okay. Uh, stay tuned, you know? Well, let us know. Oh, you know I will. Okay. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. So one other thing real quick, Kim. Natalie, you wrote in. You said, I will look into it. I'm on oxygen now. And Natalie, oh, yeah. I'm trying to just push my client. But I'm yeah, because, Rick, you've I, done I, it. So. I go do this. So this is pure. Yeah. In You're in a chamber that is pressurized. And so it's pushing it into your body. Like you're, it is so different than just being on an oxygen tank. This is like on steroids. It's like taking, I can't remember, like 300 or 400 Motrin. Um, wow. The effect that it has on your body in terms of doing that and putting that oxygen in. So Natalie, again, I hate, I'm sorry I'm being a hard sell, that but I know like that this thing. works yeah. and that really can right. help you out. Saw mm-hmm. tests on radon at Home Depot. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to know that. Better not. You chef. Um, now I want to try Chef Andre's food. Oh yeah, he's he does a really great job. The pressurized so makes cool all the difference. Exactly, oh, yeah. Gary. Yeah. So I know you knew we would go from sleep to that, but it all it, I didn't even think about that factor. It all coincides. So, so Kim, we should tell them what we've been working on today. So St. Patty's Day is next Thursday. Yes. And, and I just contacted that one of the biggest St. Patty's Day's <laughs> festivals in Montana is in so Butte, Montana. So so we've got the the head, the chair of the parade committee is going to do a live. Yeah. But you know what I think? I think I talked to Kathy and we're kind of thinking it's only an hour and a half away. We might drive right. there because they said it is crazy, crazy, crazy. I think um, you should. I think you should. I want to see this. So Kathy and I might go and just shoot it, then rush back home and we'll have it all ready for you. And yeah. we can put on the show on Thursday. Yes, please. That'll be so fun. And we'll all wear our green. And are, is it supposed to snow? Are you going to still have snow for the parade and everything? Eh, you guys are. I don't know. I, you know I, do pay, I do pay attention to my phone. Um, weather. Yeah, because it's gotten it was you know, nice today. but it was, it was beautiful, sunny today. But you know what's funny okay. about Montana is like when it's snowy, it's just like a normal day. It's not like, you know. Right. It's not have, like a snow day. We haven't had like a blizzard or something. No. As long as the little man next to we have a guy because we're in this Airbnb and he cleans the snow. Oh, that's right. You so have a little day, helper. He, the other day he came at four in the morning. Oh. No. Well, you're an early bird too, but well, I that's no. I, and so four in the morning and on a little and a little quad right outside oh. our bedroom window, like. And, and my son, he's lives next door, and he's ready to go out and club the guy. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of narcolepsy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we we called the Airbnb people, and the next day he came over. He goes, "What time is not too early?" And I said, "Well, four in the morning is too early. If that might come, be a little. You can come at six if you want, but why is he up that early? I don't know. But every he's four crazy. in the morning, and we're hearing this, and now every time we hear a quad go down the street, we're like, oh, "Yeah, it's, it's the snowman." That wakes you really up from a nice, abrupt wake up in the morning. Oh, my gosh. In the cold. <laughs> yeah. Headlights going by your window. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I know you get to the gym early, but that's even early for you. That's, no, that's early you. for me, too. All right, sweetie. So we'll have that. We got elements. We got a bunch of cool interviews. And we have a fun interview on Tuesday, too. That'll be really, really cool. I don't want to give away too much, but a lady with an organization that's based out of Canada. And it's going to be super chock full of information if you've got kiddos. So join us for that. Well, thanks for all your hard work. Go take care of your family. (laughs) Bye, guys. See you later. Oh, where are we here? There we go. Okay, well, that's it for Get Real with Rick Dancer tonight. That was a good show, huh? Fun. Um, And as Dr. Bratlett says, speak your mind. Speak up for yourself. Um, Do not let Oregon be taken over by cancel culture and people trying to control the message. Because guess what? It's not theirs to control. 
you're involved in this too, and you're not outnumbered. It's just that you're people who are working and doing your job. And um, you just, you, you cannot rest. You cannot stop fighting. Um, that's just how it is. And yes, I can come to Montana and guess what? And I don't have to fight anything. Um, everybody just kind of gets along and it's nice for me. I've been fighting for a long time. It's kind of a nice relax. Um, anyway, share this on your page, please. And let other people know what's going on. That helps us out. And we will be back on Monday. And what is coming up Monday? Sparrow Club. Um, it's an organization you may not have heard of in Eugene Springfield. And they do some absolutely amazing things with people. And you're really, really going to like it. So that's on Monday on Get Real with Rick Dancer. Have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Go have some